Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and today we have with us Jody Daniels with Red Clover Advisors. Welcome, Jody. Well, hi. So glad to be here. Before we get too far into things, can you share a little bit about Red Clover Advisors? How are you serving folks? Absolutely. So we are a boutique privacy consultancy. And what that means is we're helping companies comply with global privacy laws like GDPR, the big EU privacy law, or the brand new California Consumer Privacy Act that became effective in January of 2020 and actually is going to start being enforced in just a couple months in July 2020. Now, can you share the profile of your clients? Who typically hires you? So we tend to, we honestly work with companies from startups all the way to Fortune 100 companies. I would say the majority of our clients and are in that small to mid-sized market, kind of the, the folks who really don't have anyone on staff really tasked with privacy. And they're sort of tasked and, oh, there's this privacy law. What, what do we need to do with it? And so we help those companies really get the, the initial project off the ground and build the foundation for a privacy program. And then we also serve as a fractional privacy officer for those companies. Now, how did you um, decide to specialize in privacy? How did that come about? So it's an interesting story. I used to work at Cox Enterprises and the subsidiary Cox Automotive. And long ago, before there were Facebook ads stalking us, I created a behaviorally targeted ad network. So I stalked people for cars at autotrader.com. And from there was actually when the online advertising industry, so more than about 11 years ago, came together and said, you know, we really need some type of self-regulatory body to prevent government legislation. Ironically, it lasted about 10 years. And here we are now with new government legislation for, for privacy. But I was responsible for that compliance with that self-regulatory framework. And from there, realized we also needed someone paying attention to privacy on a full-time basis and created a privacy program at Cox Automotive. And, and that was where my start into privacy came from. So my specialty is really in the marketing and the privacy side, which I find fun and fascinating. Now, what is some... Um maybe explain to the listener about some elements of their privacy they might be giving up that maybe they're not aware of. Yeah, so it happens in a a couple different places. So the first is, you know, oftentimes when we're buying something or we share information to a company, we hope that the company is going to use it to deliver whatever product or service that we just signed up for. But sometimes those companies are also sharing it with other companies. Maybe it's across their affiliates that we didn't even realize how big the company was and all their different affiliates, or they sell it and share it to other companies. So that's one. Uh, Another is the proliferation of smart devices. So think about your smart TV, your Alexa, your Echo, your um, smart fridge, smart vacuum, Pelotons, all the different smart devices all over the place. 
you know, there's, they're often listening or watching and people don't realize, oh, well, maybe I should, especially right now in this remote working era, maybe I need to turn that smart device off while I'm on my Zoom conference call because it, it can and is listening. In fact, I've even been on webinars or conference calls or in-person presentations and someone's Apple Watch and Siri is going off because we, she thought we were listening or, you know, we, uh, we were talking to her. So all those different places are gathering data all the time and also utilizing it in ways that we might not have been thinking of. It's one of those things where if it, it has to listen to the trigger word, it, that means it has to listen all the time if, in order right. to hear the, the trigger word. The more trigger words it's going to have, which means the smarter it's going to be. And, you know, you also have multiple people in a home all talking, especially now, all at the same time. So it's, it's an interesting time. The, um, we have privacy from a use and collection. So the examples I've given were, well, how are any of these companies using our data? But we also have the security part. And we want to make sure that we're protecting the data from any type of bad actors that are coming through. So kind of your classic phishing email is it really from the person that you expected the email to come from, or is it a bad actor doing a really great job of mimicking an email and then, oops, we've clicked on it, and now we've potentially opened a huge opportunity for a bad actor to, to find their way into our computers and networks. And then uh, why don't you educate the listener about that? Because it, some maybe back in the day, the bad actor might have been a teenager in the basement just doing this to do this. But nowadays there, there's an organized effort uh, to, you know, get some of this data. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So phishing is up 350% in just a couple months. It's a significant problem. And they, they are definitely not the, the teenagers who are bored. They are organized actors from across the globe when you get personal data, it can go for pennies, you know, to hundreds of dollars, depending on what it is, what type of information you're getting. Some is more interesting than other types of data. Um, they do it for, for getting the data and to be able to make some money. They also do it to be able to expose the company and be able to, to you know, take a company down, expose it, lower its stock price, all kinds of things. And the way they do it is they're very, very clever. You know, some of these emails look exactly like you would expect them to be. And it could just be, maybe the logo is a little bit off. Maybe it says .org instead of .gov, or maybe it's .gov.org. And you people miss that one little piece right there. So they're very, very clever. They're touchy subject lines to really lure someone in, or it's information that you really want. Maybe it's on COVID or, or something on those lines. So again, you open it. And when, as soon as you click on it, and you have the potential now for someone to come in into the computer, maybe find their way into a network. They might sit and kind of watch for a little while. Maybe they'll create rules and forward information from your email. Maybe um, they'll find your way, you know, onto share drives and see what other type of information is there. So making sure that companies understand what phishing is and really educating. I believe you cannot over-educate employees on how to spot what a phishing email is, and also to try and prevent 
um, you know, think about all the different systems, your computer, where, where you have information. Maybe it's a Dropbox account, maybe it's a network drive, any of the tools and systems you use, and to put some good security measures in place. Things like what's called multi-factor authentication, where you get that one-time password or you have to have, you know, say yes before you can keep marching through. You know, VPN is, is another really good one and strong passwords, like long complex passwords or use a password manager to help you remember them. Those are really great ways to help minimize security breaches and also education to help make sure people understand how to spot a phishing email. Now, is this something that requires um, your clients or prospective clients to have a big budget? Is it, can you do some work for companies on a smaller budget, or is this something that uh, costs a lot? I'm going to answer that in a couple different ways. So very specific to what we were just talking about, like doing multi-factor authentication, getting a VPN and strong passwords, that is low budget. And communication, that is all very, very inexpensive, low budget. And there are tools ranging from free to a couple dollars a person to be able to uh, to help with those <clears throat> requirements. And then from the privacy work, you know, complying with the different laws that we talked about, we're really flexible. There are some companies that this is sort of the package, take it or leave it. The approach that we've taken is very much to be flexible to work with the company on what it is that they need and really prioritize. Maybe you need one or two things now and you need it in this capacity and we'll build up over time. So for you know a smaller company there, you really want to have someone who's gonna be able to help guide you and understand what your company's impact is. And prevention on both security and privacy is always going to be much less costly then maybe a lost sale, because if you weren't ready, a customer is going to say, no, we won't do business with you. And I've seen that happen. Or worse, a data breach or a class action lawsuit that we're starting to see as well. So definitely flexible to be able to meet the demands of, of, of companies small to big. Now, has this pandemic um, made companies more vulnerable? I would imagine more people are online now. Um, are you more vulnerable just because people are kind of taking advantage of the pandemic? So companies are certainly more vulnerable because you have literally the globe working from home. And what that's done is you've now taken a potentially company data on a personal device. So you might not have had all the strong security measures that you had on your work machine now or environment. Now they're, they're at home. You are also using you know, Zoom or other conference materials more often. So I might even by accident share the wrong screen. You might have children sharing a laptop where oops, by accident they sent information that they shouldn't have, right? As they were trying to get to their program. You don't have as many of the security patches that are often on a machine also being used. And even just how people are getting to company information. They might not have quite as many layers. So it is absolutely in in an environment that's kind of ripe for data breaches, which is why those phishing emails, which are so easy for bad actors to do, and people are vulnerable right now where we want information, right? We're craving to help other people and someone can create a really great email. I click on it and, and now that's what's happened. So we expect to see data breaches and announcements kind of rise in the next couple months. It takes a little, it takes kind of a couple months 
for the activity to happen and then for companies to notice it. So I think on the, sort of the, the second half of the year, you're going to start realizing, oh gosh, data breaches happen because, or during this particular time. Now, how has um, the COVID-19 crisis impacted your business? So for us, we're helping companies a lot on the, what I call kind of a remote working policy. So everything I've just described, it's really important that companies have a policy. What what is okay for you to, to get to? And well, what should we have as a VPN or a strong password? And how will we make sure that computers have the, the right patches and the right security uh, software on them. So we're helping companies manage the remote work policies, helping educate on uh, phishing emails and the communication and kind of overall privacy and security training. So we're doing things like that. And then with the CCPA, as I mentioned, that's that new California consumer law, privacy law, it becomes enforced. Enforcement begins in July. So right now companies are still kind of getting all their final pieces, if, if you will, ready to be ready for enforcement. Some companies are, are still just getting started. Some people are on different levels of the journey and we're here to support them wherever they are. So we're still, we're still busy helping companies protect themselves because again, prevention is so much less expensive than a data breach. A data breach can be a couple hundred dollars per record. Imagine if you have thousands of records, that can be really expensive. Not to mention it distracts you from your core business. And we all want to make sure that we're focused on our core business and ensuring revenue during this time. Now talk about your involvement with uh, GWBC. Um, How did that come about and how has it impacted your business? About under two years ago, I attended an information session that explained the benefits and the process of being a certified women's business. And after that, I went through the process. And so I just received my second certification. So I guess I, I did it um, kind of spring of, this is 2020. So my first one was spring 2019, now 2020. And I've always been a big supporter of women-owned businesses supporting other women. So when I go out in the marketplace, I do believe that it is, it's helpful. People like to know and support other certain groups, and especially, I think, uh, helping women, women-owned businesses. So I'm very proud. I have it on my signature that we are a certified women's business. Has it helped you um, kind of penetrate some of these larger firms? You know, I think it definitely helps in, in certain situations where if I was being compared to other firms, they really want to help support one, a small business and to a women-owned business. So I definitely see its value, which is why I went through and did the certification for a second year. And I've also communicated to other people about what this process is and why they should go through it. And so sort of privately, I've been a champion of it on this side, because again, I, I believe it's valuable information that they provide. It's how we got connected here today. And, um, you know, if it's an opportunity, I believe that businesses should take advantage of it. And it, it's a good program. Now, um, if somebody wanted to learn more, have more substantive conversation, or maybe even if they just wanted to learn more about the CCPA, um, the new ruling that's coming into effect, is there a website that they can go to get more information? Yes. If they go to uh, redcloveradvisors.com, 
and actually slash CCPA. There's a wealth of information. We have all kinds of articles and blogs and white papers and eBooks, a lot of information to help get started on understanding what these privacy laws are. And then at any time can also find me just Jody, J-O-D-I at redcloveradvisors.com. Good stuff, Jody. Well, thank you so much for doing what you're doing and helping uh, businesses stay safe and stay compliant. And thank you for sharing your story here today. Thank you again for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio.